welcome to Zero to Start, a podcast about Unity VR development from concept to Oculus test channel. I'm your co-host, Ceciliana Trevino. And I'm your co-host, Melanie Menzel. We're excited to bring you our very first episode of our very first podcast. It's brought to you by ARVR Women and Allies, Quirkly, and... Masterpieces. <laughs> What's masterpiece? We're here in the basement of the Matrix, also known as Berkeley Community Media in downtown Berkeley. We're hoping to help demystify some of the process, get into the trenches of uh, what it really means to make a VR experience. Coming from a novice point of view, I'm really excited and also it's a little daunting, but I'm really grateful that you're, you, CC, have had your hands in, in virtual reality for a little while already and been through this Oculus Start program. The Oculus Start program is an independent developer program uh, sponsored by Oculus that uh, puts hardware into the hands of independent developers to help them get up to speed on what they need to start creating virtual reality experiences and getting those onto the Oculus Store. For anyone that is wanting to get started in VR development and maybe doesn't know where to begin, Setting up a project with a clear end goal of posting to an Oculus test channel is going to teach you everything you need to know about what it takes to get into this exciting new media territory in the world of alternate realities. It's, it's up and coming. It's, it's um, taking the world by storm, I feel. like I was just watching a video about location-based entertainment and how all of those places we went to as kids like the roller coaster parks and you know just video arcades even that you know everybody's going and they're putting on the headsets and having a totally different experience when we started thinking about how we wanted to inspire people to get into vr development i felt like a podcast was a good entry point because Development can be really tricky and you really have to be committed to it. Doing things at your own pace, you know, setting up a goal that you feel is achievable within a, sh a short time frame, I think can be really helpful towards achieving that goal and not getting overwhelmed with all of these details that can, I think, create a resistance in someone who's just starting out. Once you've made something with Unity, it's not necessarily over. Getting it packaged into a a way that people can test it on their own headsets is a really good goal for beginning developers. And to build your portfolio so that you can get into the START program, I think is a really good challenge for people that are starting out. And uh, partnering with Melanie was exciting too because we're going to create a prototype and help build a portfolio so that we can get access to an Oculus Rift S and then share that with the broader community. Well, that's the point, too, is that it's going to have this empowering ripple effect. You, as somebody who's already been through the Oculus Start program and you've already been developing and done lots of different things in VR, including your awesome Mixer events, Off-Planet VR, um, that I've been in the periphery around you know, for so many years, um, I think that it really, the visual of that for me is you lifting your hand to me and then it empowers me to be able to empower other people. It also allows me to fulfill a dream of mine, which is to provide sound healing for people, which is something that we are so needing in this, in this world right now, just like a chance to have introspection and 
and tap into our, our nature self. So I'm really excited because this is an opportunity for me to blend a few different worlds that I've been living in. One is the world of sound healing, playing the didgeridoo for just about 10 years now. Uh, the other is I've been involved, actually today is my anniversary of working and starting work at the TV station in Berkeley. That means so much to me. And then also jumping into the world of VR. What do you enjoy about playing the didgeridoo? So for one, it makes me feel good. So that's a, that's a bonus. <laughs> With the circular breathing, you're increasing your oxygen flow and then you're you're creating this vibration and you can make all these different sounds with your mouth and the way you make your cheeks go and your whole body it becomes you become one with the instrument actually is actually what happens one of the things that we talked about in coming up with a concept to, that's workable there's two things one you have to be very naive you want to be ambitious <laughs> and have a huge vision for what you want to accomplish because you become humbled very quickly on just how long things can take when you're just learning. The first thing you should know about getting ready to start developing is what system you're on, yeah. how much memory uh, you have. You need a minimum of eight gigs of, of RAM and a 64-bit system. You can't use a Mac. Is that right? <laughs> you got to use a PC. There are ways to use a Mac. Okay. Um, I think with development, I haven't tried it. Usually the systems that I'm on Mac aren't, the graphics cards aren't strong enough. They're not powerful That's enough. That's why you have to check that system. It's really a matter of getting the graphics card up to speed. Your target frame rate in VR is 90 frames per second. So it really, you need a powerful machine to manage um, all of that uh, processing that happens for each eye of the headset. You know, I love that this is coming you know, to the forefront of like, oh yeah, this is all you need? Yeah, cool. Right, <laughs> right, you gotta, right, you gotta like, uh, we've been, we meet, we've met twice now and we, we've only gotten so far as installing Visual Studio. You've given me a lot of warnings, a lot of heads up about, oh yeah, this, this is exactly why you won't see me on a sunny day because I'm up here in my place. Installing, installing and, and updating. And updating. <laughs> We've totally experienced that today. Let's dive a little bit into the Oculus Start program. It is a really great independent developer program that's put on by Oculus, which makes the Oculus Rift, the Oculus Quest, and the Go headsets. It provides qualifying developers with hardware and access to resources, which in can include subscription to the Unity Pro or Unreal Engine. Those are the, the two primary game engines uh, which developers use to create their projects and you'll get this wonderful box of goodies that has a VR headset in there. It'll have um, a moleskin notebook and a pen and does, this. Does it have that sweatshirt that you wear? <laughs> and it oh, has the Oculus Start sweatshirt. That's so awesome. Um, you know, in the past we've gotten tickets to the Oculus Connect Developer Conference. One of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast was to inspire others out there that are curious about VR development and may not necessarily know where to start, and to highlight uh, the benefits 
of an independent developer program because it had such a positive impact on me in terms of just gaining a lot of confidence. There are some requirements uh, to apply. You should have something published either on the Steam store or on um, the Oculus uh, test channels, which are distribution, private distribution channels that developers can use to test their, their experiences. It's really important support for seeding independent developers that might not otherwise have the resources to get that equipment. And it seemed exciting to, to work with you on a project that is personal to you, but then you know through your work at Berkeley Community Media, the larger community will have access to VR development tools that they might not otherwise have had access to. Yeah, I've been really wanting to bring VR to the public access television station for quite a few years now, ever since I've been involved with you and your different peripheral projects um, regarding VR and also having been to um, the AWE conference as well as Oculus 5 and 6 now. Yeah. Uh, there's so much out there that can be educational and for the good of mankind and, and helping us to share an empathetic view of each other and, and how we can um, live in a kinder, gentler world that's more creative and we can, you know, help raise each other up. And I think that we're, we're a good partnership because you're lifting me and I'm going to be you know, empowered to lift others in a big, in a big way. So I'm really excited. The podcast isn't affiliated with Oculus. This is an independent podcast collaboration between ARVR Women and Allies, Quirkly, and Berkeley Community Media. This pipeline is going to cover creating a project, uh, an environment in Tiltbrush, bringing that into Unity, the game engine we'll be using, and then from Unity, exporting into an executable file and uploading that into the Oculus test channel. Our format is pretty informal. We're going to review what we covered in our lab sessions and working and developing and getting the system ready. And then we'll have interviews from time to time from people and other developers that are in the Oculus Start program, as well as artists that are working with Tilt Brush. I think that this project is shooting for the moon. And even if we land amongst the stars, I still feel really happy that we're venturing out and supporting each other and that it's going to be an empowerment project. Ready to get started? I'm ready. <laughs> so basically we had to make sure and do all the updates for the computer, which was interesting because it hadn't been updated since 2014. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but like... it's a pretty powerful computer. So, you know, it's it has all the capability. It just had not been updated. And then also the memory on the different drives was pretty full. So we were able to designate, you know, what was important and not, and clear some of that off. Clear space. So, yeah. yeah. Getting your PC ready for VR development requires three main software programs, starting with Visual Studio, Unity, and Oculus, which we had to pick if we wanted Visual Studio 2017 or Visual Studio 2019. So that's really important to note, too, because... You're coming from this as a mentor, having already been through these choices. And you're presenting this is really valuable for me because you're presenting this information to me as, well, this is what you have to choose. You know, do you want to go with the 2017 that already has the things that are debugged and you kind of know what versions of what works with what? Or do you want to try and be a pioneer and venture out there into the new 2019 version? version? Yeah. So we're, we chose the 2019 
yeah. which I think is a cool, you know, decision because also it it's, makes it more interesting for you maybe because then you'd be like, oh, I don't. Well, <laughs> well aside from the fact that, um, I, you know, I I classify myself as an advanced beginner, so okay. I'm um, knowledgeable about getting something from Unity into a test channel with minimal interactivity, so I can create very simple uh, VR experiences that don't have a lot of interactivity or mm -hmm. menu UI because that requires a certain level of knowledge of, of Unity and scripting. And so I think... I think that's going to be perfect for my project, though, too, because I'm just, I'm just wanting to create an environment that people can kind of zone in and listen to didgeridoo and the, those, you know, the singing bowl and the chime kind of vibrations that can help you to relax and and that the environment can be really simple. So, but it's not easy, right? It's all just been like a little tedious starting with, the, you know, cleaning the computer and cleaning, you know, updating everything. What was that like for you, Melanie, when you saw like getting well, started? I think for one, it was really, you know, true to what you had been telling me that it was going to happen was, and I kept thinking, oh no, it's not going to be that hard. It's not going to be that tedious, but yes. You know, you have to really be patient and and not get distracted and, you know, and also have other things that you could be doing that could keep you, your project moving along so that you don't get waylaid or down the rabbit hole of those other things. So, um, yeah, um, one of the things I think is important that I wasn't really aware about was like the constant upgrades and software improvements. And so um, as a producer, you have to think about, okay, um, when you're looking at your pipeline and how things are gonna flow, you need to make important decisions about which version of the software you're gonna use. Because once you're on a particular version of software, say Unity or even Visual Studio, you, you wanna be consistent. And one of the things that I think was challenging for me in the beginning is uh, I was trying to teach um, high school students uh, after school a little bit about how to use unity and every time I went we would just spend the time updating unity and you don't really need to do that you don't <laughs> so it was like they got the kids got really good at installing unity and updates but that's as far as we would go because I didn't realize that once you pick your uh, version that's the version you're on and that it's not a it's not you know, common practice. Don't update. Do not update because it will, uh, it, inevitably, you'll find it'll break, it'll break things. It's not that you can't go back and fix them, but if there's, for instance, Unity has a lot of different versions to it, uh, it, it gets really uh, into the weeds of what kind of render pipeline do you want to use? Um, and there's the universal render pipeline, and then there's the high definition render pipeline, and then there was the lightweight render pipeline, which I think became the universal render pipeline. So as these things are being developed, um, you know, they're, they're making advances, but if you're on one version and then you try to update to a newer version, a lot of things in your experience may not work, and that happens frequently. So depending on um, you know, what your goals are and what your distribution channel is going to be. For instance, if you want to make something of a mobile VR experience that's you know, running either, well, you don't really have Gear VR anymore. You mean on the app? 
on the phone, you mean? Yeah, like if you're developing um, something that's going to run on an Android device, the Go headset, for instance, is um, the least expensive Oculus headset that you can buy. It is most likely going to be Sunset, which means they're you know really gearing towards the Quest, which is their six degrees of freedom system, whereas the Go is three degrees of freedom. So it's an immersive experience, but not necessarily interactive. You don't have room scale VR. That's an Android system. So your... The Quest is? Actually, the Quest is too. Um, when you're building in Unity, when you're building your project, you have different options to output, whether you're going to a Windows desktop whether you're going to mobile, which is going to be either iOS, right, for iPhone, or Android, which is either your phone or the Quest device and the Go device. Mm -hmm. Anytime I hear mobile and it's not iOS, it's, it's usually running on Android. And that, um, so depending on what your end result is going to be, are you running a, a high-end Lots of graphics, lots of computing power. You need a desktop to run that. That's going to be a Windows um, platform build. If you're building something for mobile, it's going to be an Android, um, what's known as an APK file. So there's different file extensions for the different platforms. And so um, as you're looking to make your project, one of the first things you really want to think about is where is your project going to end up? Is it going to be on the Google Play Store? Is it going to be on the Apple app store or is it going to be on a quest or or an, another mobile headset like the oculus go so those all of those decisions will kind of determine which version of unity might be best for you and which version of their render pipeline will be good for you and we'll get into more of that as we get to unity but for our first couple of sessions really we were do you see, do you see my eyes right now they're like glazed over i just was like <laughs> no, I actually did follow a lot with what you've said because you've said it before to me. So I think it's really good for our listeners to hear that too. Like there's a lot involved. And if you know the end goal, that that's the, you work that's backwards. You're working backwards. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I'm excited so. about that. <laughs> so I think also the cool thing is we're, we're going to make this more interesting. It's going to bring another element of music. It's not going to be as boring as it is right now. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Melanie? No, no, it's not boring. It's not boring. <laughs> We're cutting all this. You know that, right? We're cutting this. But then we won't, and then we'll be like, no. We're cutting all this, but we didn't. But we didn't. Ooh. And um, we'll also include um, a playlist. We have a YouTube channel, ARVR Women on YouTube. We're going to be posting weekly playlists. Mine will be called the Gamma Playlist. And mine's going to be called Elemental. So, or elements. I'm not sure which. Elements, elements, element. yeah, elements. Elementary, my dear <laughs> Watson. <laughs> I don't give a damn. No, that's a different movie. <laughs> uh, so you'll be able to uh, hopefully get a little bit inspired as while you're working. It's it's good to have some music that puts you into the zone. It helps me a lot. Um, just stay focused and. Another tip I would give people is if you're uh, starting to develop a project and you need, you know, set aside several hours at least, like a good three to four hours if, if you can't do eight hours because eight hours is really what you need. 
I mean, as you saw, like we've already met together twice and we're just now installing Visual Studio and we still need to install Unity and Oculus. Um, so again, these are things that just, these are the pre-production things that you need to do once you're set up and you install Visual Studio, you're pretty much set. And once everything's kind of running smoothly between Unity and Oculus, you don't have to really focus on that again unless well, until you get into a bug, but that's a different, that's a different episode. But, um, well, so we have, we'll have an episode on debugging. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't schedule any meetings or any calls before or after that, because it's very easy to get sucked into the zone and, uh, miss, miss important things. So you really need to like clear your schedule, mm -hmm. set the time you know, be committed and you'll eventually get to where you need to be. There's so many stops and starts with installing software and checking things that it's just super easy to get distracted with social media or email. So you kind of want to structure it like um, there's other side things that you can do that are in service of your project while, you know, there's these stop and start moments. Um, mm -hmm. But also know that that's just part of the process. It's. It... <laughs> I think that's what's made it so easy too, that you understand that that's part of the process. Because otherwise I would have felt like, oh no, it's taking so much of your time or, you know, like this is taking so long, but you already, you already it, knew it was going to be like this. It's easy to stop. Yeah. Like it's easy. Like there's so many places where, you know, even just getting the internet set up, right? We were mm -hmm. running on wireless oh, yeah. and it was taking really a long time. So we wanted to, ethernet. we wanted the ethernet, but then for some reason we, oh, remember we couldn't even get to the web page to get Visual Studio. Like it was just like, there were some settings in the computer that had to be set the right way and the right boxes needed to be clicked. That's right. So it took us a while. We started at two and then we didn't really get started to working on Visual Studio for like an hour and a half. And what time <laughs> was is it now? Hour? It was almost like, seven. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you definitely want to set aside your schedule and stay on top of that. And we're rooting with you all the way. If you have any questions, um, we have a Facebook page called Zero to Start and you can join that page. We're also going to be setting up a Discord. More on that later. And check out our playlist on ARVR Women um, YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're also on Instagram. But our primary sources of engagement are our Facebook group, ARVR Women on Facebook, and, um, and on Twitter. So um, how can we keep up with you, Melanie? Yeah, so I have a few different ways. One is the Berkeley Community Media Facebook page, which I'll be posting on as well and um, Berkeley Community Media Twitter account. And we can put all of that information in the show notes. subtext show notes. So we're really excited uh, to be going on this adventure. And in, you know, in and around 30 days, we'll see wow. um, what we've got. That seems fast. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> see you next time. See you. Bye.